Lakers lose to the Clippers 104-86. Lakers now 31-19 on the season. This loss does now put them in fifth place in the Western Conference just to kind of show the scope of where the Lakers sit in the NBA standings. Still one more matchup coming up against the uh, Clippers. That's going to be on May 6th. Hopefully by then um, we get a much better idea what this Lakers team looks like. I'd love to see the Lakers go up against Clippers healthy. I'd love to see them with, you know, obviously all their power, all their strength. And and what we've been watching from the Lakers now for the last couple of weeks, LeBron went out um, two weeks ago yesterday. And what we've been watching in that time has basically been um, a shell of the Lakers. It's one thing not to have Anthony Davis. Obviously, it's a whole nother level. Add LeBron to that mix and now Andre Drummond as well. So, you know, I, I see it, listen to the game, obviously watching it on TV as well. Um, what can you really take from a game like this? You can sit back and say, oh, wow, I mean, look at the Clippers. Ball movement's great, and Rajon Rondo, and they hit 50% of their three-pointers. And um, it's the equivalent of having the Clippers without their three best players playing the Lakers full strength. I mean, so it's really, really incredibly tough to take much from a game like this. And I wouldn't take too much from it if I'm a Laker fan out there. And I'm sure, you know, the Lakers staff, yes, they want to win every game. Yes, their players are competitive. Yes, you got pride and you want to see your team come out and perform every single night. But there's a reality to this. The reality is the spot that the Lakers are in, you got to play perfect basketball against good teams if you're going to win right now with, without LeBron, Anthony Davis, and uh, and Andre Drummond. Throw in Wesley Matthews as well to the mix. Um, he did not obviously play in tonight's game as well. You got to play perfect basketball, even against these bad teams, teams that are below 500. I'll give you an example. Lakers got on uh, Tuesday coming up. They got the Toronto Raptors. Look at the rest of this week for the Lakers: Toronto, Miami, Brooklyn. And then next week, uh, virtually all playoff teams, New York, Charlotte, Boston, and Utah. Um, the reason why I point that out is there's some games in there where you say to yourself, okay, can we can we take this game? Maybe a game, maybe there's going to be a team that takes the Lakers lightly. You can kind of look that as uh, some potential. Maybe you surprise a team because they don't come out prepared because they know you don't have your stars with you. they got to play perfect basketball. And... Getting outscored from the three-point line by 21, being down by 24 during this game, out-rebounded by the uh, Clippers, never having a lead in this game. Um, on top of all the other, you know, as shorthanded as you are, it's just not going to happen. Um, it, it's certainly not going to happen. There are some positives. I mean, if, I, if I'm going to point out a couple positives, I will say that, um, you know, it's good to see two players that have been consistent one just this is what he does Montrez Harrell 19 points in uh, this afternoon's game along with six rebounds he's seven to 12 from the field THT another 16 points goes seven to 14 from the field I, I know it's not in a close game I know it's not in a game where it's the difference between win winning and losing but it's still important to have some of these guys especially a guy like Taylor Horn Tucker get the minutes how many minutes did Taylor Horn Tucker play play 26 minutes tonight or uh, this afternoon, and this uh, certainly is one of those games where um, it's a benefit to him, but the rest of the team, team collectively, was not good basketball. No flow at all. Kuzma, awful from the field, struggled 2 of 10. Uh, Dennis Schroeder went 3 of 12. KCP went 3 of 9. Even Marcus uh, Markeith Morris, who started the game off, I want to say 4 of 5, 9 points in the first quarter, ended up with 9 points, 4 of 10. So he struggled as the game progressed as well. Um, I mentioned THT. 
before we take a listen to Talon Horn Tucker get his thoughts on the game, I will throw out there eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Feel free to uh, shoot us a call if you want to talk about this game. Big picture for the Lakers. Lakers dropped to fifth in the NBA standings if you think that's a big deal. And pretty soon they're going to drop to sixth. Portland just a half game behind the Lakers right now. Um, so uh, you could feel free to give us your thoughts. 877-710-ESPN. Uh, here's Talon Horton Tucker on the Lakers' 104-86 loss to the Clippers. Hey, ATHC. Um, just – Today, it seemed like the Clippers um, had a lot of answers for you guys on defense. What were some of the things you guys tried, and, and where'd you fall short, you think? Uh, I feel like we came out in the second half. We tried to do a little bit, uh, try to change our you know, offensive approach, uh, change it up a little bit. But, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, just the Florida game, it just you know, today wasn't the best for us. So just being able to come out and uh, capitalize on our offensive mistakes is something that we got to focus on. All right, over to Dan. Hey, Taylor, what was the biggest difference in this game versus the win in Sacramento? Uh, I feel like in Sacramento, we had a little bit more flow. Uh, you know, guys were hitting more shots. Everybody was hitting shots. And I feel like it's, you know, it's NBA's make or miss league. So uh, I feel like that was pretty much the big difference for us. You know, we could compete uh, a little bit harder. Uh, I feel like it, you know, it comes down to making shots and executing. So. All right, over to Dave. Taylor, how do you look at this? Upcoming five-game road trip, uh, you're going east, and obviously you guys have you know, kind of been up and down recently. Uh, does, it look at, does it feel like an important part of the season? Uh, yeah, we look at, you know, every game we you know we play now, we just want to look at it as a, as a game that we need. So just being able to come in and have that focus, I feel like will put us over, you know, top. And, you know, all we got to do is focus on doing the right things that Coach asks us. All right, back to Dan. Are you guys as a group talking at all about the standings? Is, is that something where – are we deep enough in the season now where it's like we're in fifth or we're in fourth? And Are, are you current, concerned at all with kind of the seeding heading into the playoffs? Uh, for me personally, uh, I'm not. Uh, as, a, as a group, we, it's not – we don't hear it too much. We just try to focus on the next game ahead. And I feel like – we feel like we take care of what we do. The standings are going to take care of ourselves. You know, when everybody uh, – the guys that we have out now, we just – Everything comes back into full circle. So, you know, All right, that's uh, Taylor Horn Tucker right there um, on the Lakers 104-86 loss to the Clippers. You know, it's kind of funny. He's talking about the standings, and I've spent uh, part of the postgame show so far highlighting that. Okay, this is what happens with this loss, and if Portland wins another one, okay, Lakers might drop to six. How far is Dallas from there? Um I can definitely see this team paying zero attention to the Saints because there's nothing they can do. There's absolutely nothing they can do about their predicament and their situation. That's the reality. The reality is if the Lakers were healthy and all of a sudden they're uh, falling out of control in the Western Conference standings, yeah, of course that's going to be an issue. Of course we're all going to be having that conversation. What's wrong with the Lakers? How come they can't win? And they're healthy. But we know why they're not winning now. Can you have some occasional wins here and there? Yes. Are you depending on that many wins over this stretch here uh, in the month of April if Anthony Davis and LeBron James aren't there? Probably not. You know, one of the things I mentioned, I mentioned um, when the Lakers signed Andre Drummond, it was a week ago today that it was officially, he officially became a Laker. And one of the things I spent some time on was how I thought Andre Drummond in the short term, in the short term, I thought was going to be a huge benefit for the Lakers, where now you have legitimate chances. Those games that you thought 
we don't have a chance to win. Maybe now, Andre Drummond, you're in the game in the fourth quarter. Or games that you thought were 50-50, now it leans towards Lakers' advantage because of Andre Drummond. Or the games you know you're supposed to have should be a lock now because Drummond is there. Well, then Drummond plays 14 minutes, is out. Um, obviously missed uh, the last two games for the Lakers. And the next one in Toronto, not in Toronto, but first the Raptors, it's going to be in Tampa. Um, that's going to be the next question. Okay, is he going to be a part of that game? If not that game, how about Miami? How about Brooklyn? We'll just kind of keep playing this game until Drummond comes back. Um, but once once Drummond does come back and he feels 100% healthy again, maybe he can help be uh, the savior in the short term of being in games like this that uh, it's obviously incredibly tough to be into when you're as shorthanded as the Lakers are. All right, 104-86, the final Clippers over the Lakers. When we come back, we'll get a chance to hear from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. I know we got uh, a bunch of callers that want to talk about the game, so 877-710-ESPN. We'll take some of your phone calls as well. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Batum saves her from going out of bounds. Patrick Patterson takes it to the rim. It's blocked by Taylor Horton Tucker. KCP grabs it. Here comes Kuzma. Back to Caruso. Down the middle to Harrell. Puts it up and in. 75-55. Lakers down by 20. Those were the uh, two best players for the Lakers in this afternoon's game. Montrez Harrell and Taylor Horton Tucker. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance. And only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance. More options, no contracts, just savings. Lakers lose 104-86, to the final score. I think there's a, a couple things here to kind of look at it from a small picture and a big picture for the Lakers. Small picture is, yes, another loss, another loss to the Clippers. Uh, big picture, it won't mean much because until the Lakers get healthy and get all their players back, this is probably how it's going to be against elite teams like this. When I say elite, what I'm referring to is there's five, six teams in both conferences that think they have a chance to come out of the West and the East. Clippers are one of those teams. Um, you'll have some matchups where you'll be in games, but if Clippers, a team like the Clippers, they're interested, they're paying attention, they're not taking their opponent for granted, then uh, then they'll obviously uh, find a way to win. Let me squeeze in one quick call before we go to uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Jeremiah listening on the ESPN app in Sacramento. What's going on, Jeremiah? Hello? Yes, sir, you're on. Hello? Can you hear me, Jeremiah? All right, we lost Jeremiah. Let's, uh, let, let's go to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Let's get his thoughts on the game. I, I do think... Um, I do think in a game like this, I, I always have a curiosity to get coaches' opinion, perspective. Did you like the energy? Did you like the way the team was playing? Was this just one of those games that they're not hitting shots? Uh, here's Lakers coach uh, Frank Vogel. Hey, Frank, what would you make of the offensive struggles tonight? What did you think – or today? What did you think was the biggest thing? Yeah, credit to Clippers defense. You know, uh, they got up into us, and we didn't handle our pressure uh, well enough at all. Um, and when we did, we had a tough shooting night. Tough shooting night at the rim. 
Um, it's nine layups, 21 shots in the paint, and um, you know, tough shooting night at the three-point line as well. So, um, you know, we just got to play through their, uh, you know, their, their pressure and physicality more, than, you know, better than we did tonight. Um, we'll get back to the drawing board tomorrow, look at the film, and, and improve for next game. Uh, Frank, what's the outlook as you now go on this five-game trip, longest one in a bit? Uh, what What are the things that you think you guys have to bring together collectively to get what you want out of it? Well, we got to play with the poise and composure that we played with in Sacramento offensively. And, uh, you know, the shots get a little more easy, a little more confident, and, uh, you know, continue to defend. We defended well enough to win a game tonight, uh, today, I should say. Um, but we got just got to improve uh, with our offensive execution. Kyle. Hey, Frank. Um, you know, you just have so many guys um, playing bigger minutes, bigger roles than they're used to, um, especially since you were saying earlier, it might be a while before guys like AD and Braun get back. Is there are there strategies you think of to try and avoid giving those guys some burnout and, and maybe easing some of the mental fatigue they might be feeling? No, there's no excuses here. The guys that are, are playing um, have what it takes to get the job done. That simple. Dave? Frank, how do you look at this upcoming road trip? I know you like to stay in the moment, and you're going to have the first game of the road trip and maybe not assess it all five in a row, but where you guys stand kind of being up and down and being undermanned and heading out the road for a while. Yeah, just one game at a time. we got to beat the Raptors. You know, that's what it comes down to. We'll do our work. We'll, we'll compete and see what happened in this game, break down the film, improve from it, and put together a plan to beat the Raptors and take it one game at a time. Dan Wakey. Hey, Frank. Um, are you guys to the point now where you're looking at standings and, and, and trying to figure out, and I know it's 20 games left, 20-some-odd games left, but looking at that and then also kind of looking at the guys you don't have, um, how independent are those two things, I guess, moving forward to the standings and, and any decisions in relation to those guys? Yeah, we're really staying in the moment. I, mean, I know we had an opportunity to pass the Clippers with a win today. Uh, disappointed we didn't get that done. But other than that, uh, we're not looking at standings at all. Uh, just looking at winning the, the next game. All right, let's take one more. Let's go to Leonardo. Coach, it's Leonardo Torres from Peru. Hope you're well. Coach, what are your thoughts on Marc Gasol? What role will he play in the team? Yeah, Mark's a winner. And, uh, you know, he fits what we're trying to do. Um, he's dominating on the defensive end and, and offensively with his passing. And we got a lot of guys that can uh, score the basketball. So his, his ability to facilitate offensively is something that's really uh, helped us have success on the floor. All right, that's uh, Lakers head coach uh, Frank Vogel. You know, it's funny, he, he says something right there. Uh, Lakers lose 104 to 86. You mentioned something about um, Lakers having a chance if they had won tonight or this afternoon's game, they'd have a chance to surpass the Clippers for uh, third place in the Western Conference. Kind of crazy that they're even that close. And I know I've spent some time talking about it from a standings perspective, but um, Lakers are going to keep falling. That's just the reality of the situation, what the schedule looks like and the injuries. But what's kind of crazy to me is um, that <laughs> they're even in the mix. I'm trying to – Michael and I were talking about the Clippers, and um, this was pregame, and I'm you know, trying to kind of assess, okay, where are the Clippers in the Western Conference? I think everybody agrees the Rondo move was the right move, but 
I still have difficulty if you t- if you said right now late or Clippers and the Nuggets in a seven game set. I think I'd still take Denver. If you said Clippers and the Utah Jazz in a seven game set, um, that's a tough series. I mean that that's a really really good series. But I guess the hesitation with the Clippers comes down to this: until they do something in the postseason, why would you trust or believe them that this is going to be different this year than it has been in the past? Um, good roster, you know, it's not like they got everything that you need. You got a couple stars led by Kawhi. You have bench players that understand, or you have role players that understand their role. They have some champions. Kawhi's a champion. Rondo's a champion. Ty Lue has won a championship. Sergi Baca, Chauncey Billups is on the sidelines there as well. They have all that, but I still feel like something's missing. And I, I can't, you know, I, I can't put my finger to it, but um, maybe that just comes down to you've watched them and you've thought. I mean, last season everybody thought Lakers, Clippers. That's those are the two teams. They're going to face each other in Western Conference Finals. It's inevitable. This year they might face each other in the first round, and I don't say that uh, loosely. If Portland surpasses the Lakers, Lakers would be in six. Clippers would be in third. That would literally be the first round matchup. Would be the Lakers and the Clippers. So <laughs> we'll see how things play out what happens here over the next uh, month-plus before the regular season ends. But uh, I I don't feel like I'm learning that much yet about the Clippers, and I don't think that's going to happen until postseason comes. And I think we obviously still got to find out more about the Lakers as Andre Drummond edition and so forth. 104-86, the final score. Lakers lose to the Clippers. When we come back, we'll hear from Kyle Kuzma. If you guys want to be a part of the postgame show, 877-710-ESPN. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Batum saves it from going out of bounds. Patrick Patterson takes it to the rim. It's blocked by Taylor Horton Tucker. KCP grabs it. Here comes Kuzma. Back to Caruso. Down the middle to Harrell. Puts it up and in. 75-55. Lakers down by 20. Those were the uh, two best players for the Lakers in this afternoon's game. Montrez Harrell and Taylor Horton Tucker. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance. And only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdriana's.com today. Adriana's Insurance. More options, no contracts, just savings. Lakers lose 104-86, to the final score. I think there's a, a couple things here to kind of look at it from a small picture and a big picture for the Lakers. Small picture is, yes, another loss, another loss to the Clippers. Uh, Big picture, it won't mean much because until the Lakers get healthy and get all their players back, this is probably how it's going to be against elite teams like this. When I say elite, what I'm referring to is there's five, six teams in both conferences that think they have a chance to come out of the West and the East. Clippers are one of those teams. Um, You'll have some matchups where you'll be in games, but if Clippers, a team like the Clippers, they're interested, they're paying attention, they're not taking their opponent for granted, then uh, then they'll obviously uh, find a way to win. Let me squeeze in one quick call, 
before we go to uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Jeremiah listening on the ESPN app in Sacramento. What's going on, Jeremiah? Hello? Yes, sir. You're on. Hello? Can you hear me, Jeremiah? All right, we lost Jeremiah. Let's uh, let, let's go to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Let's get his thoughts on the game. I, I do think um, I do think in a game like this, I, I always have a curiosity to get coaches' opinion, perspective. Did you like the energy? Did you like the way the team was playing? Was this just one of those games that they're not hitting shots? Uh, here's Lakers coach uh, Frank Vogel. Hey Frank, what'd you make of the offensive struggles tonight? What'd you think or today? What'd you think was the biggest thing? Yeah, credit to Clippers defense. You know, uh, they got up into us and we didn't handle our pressure uh, well enough at all. Um, and when we did, we had a tough shooting night. Tough shooting night at the rim. Missed um, nine layups, 21 shots in the paint. And um, you know, tough shooting night at the three-point line as well. So, um, you know, we just got to play through their, uh, you know, their, their pressure and physicality more, you know, better than we did tonight. Um, we'll get back to the drawing board tomorrow, look at the film and, and improve for next game. Uh, Frank, what's the outlook as you now go on this five-game trip, longest one in a bit? Uh, what, what are the things that you think you guys have to bring together collectively to get what you want out of it? Well, we got to play with the poise and composure that we played with in Sacramento offensively. And, uh, you know, the shots get a little more easy, a little more confident, and, uh, you know, continue to defend. We defended well enough to win a game tonight, uh, today, I should say. Um, but we got just got to improve uh, with our offensive execution. Kyle. Hey, Frank. Um, you know, you just have so many guys um, playing bigger minutes, bigger roles than they're used to, um, especially since you were saying earlier, it might be a while before guys like AD and Braun get back. Is there are there strategies you think of to try and avoid giving those guys some burnout and, and maybe easing some of the mental fatigue they might be feeling? No, there's no excuses here. The guys that are, are playing um, have what it takes to get the job done. That's simple. Dave? Frank, how do you look at this upcoming road trip? I know you like to stay in the moment and you're going to have the first game of the road trip and maybe not assess it all five in a row, but where you guys stand kind of being up and down and being undermanned and heading out the road for a while. Yeah, it's just one game at a time. we got to beat the Raptors. You know, that's what it comes down to. We'll do our work. We'll, we'll compete and see what happened in this game, break down the film, improve from it, and put together a plan to beat the Raptors and take it one game at a time. Dan Wakey. Hey, Frank. Um, are you guys to the point now where you're looking at standings and, and, and trying to figure out, and I know it's 20 games left, 20 some odd games left, but looking at that and then also kind of looking at the guys you don't have, um, how independent are those two things, I guess, moving forward to the standings and, and any decisions in relation to those guys? Yeah, we're really staying in the moment. I, mean, I know we had an opportunity to pass the Clippers with a win today. Uh, disappointed we didn't get that done. But other than that, uh, we're not looking at standings at all. Uh, just looking at winning the, the next game. All right, let's take one more. Let's go to Leonardo. Coach, it's Leonardo Torres from Peru. Hope you're well. Coach, what are your thoughts on Marc Gasol? What role will he play in the team? Yeah, Marc's a winner. And, uh, you know, he fits what we're trying to do. Um, he's dominating on the defensive end and, and offensively with his passing. And we got a lot of guys that can uh, score the basketball. So his, his ability to facilitate offensively is something that's really uh, helped us have success on the floor. All right, that's uh, Lakers head coach uh, Frank Vogel. You know, it's funny, he, he says something right there. Uh, Lakers lose 104-86. to 86. 
He mentioned something about um, Lakers having a chance if they had won tonight's or this afternoon's game, they'd have a chance to surpass the Clippers for uh, third place in the Western Conference. Kind of crazy that they're even that close. And I know I've spent some time talking about it from a standings perspective, but um, Lakers are going to keep falling. That's just the reality of the situation, what the schedule looks like and the injuries. But what's kind of crazy to me is um, that (laughs) they're even in the mix. I'm trying to, Michael and I were talking about the Clippers and um, this was pregame and I'm, you know, trying to kind of assess, okay, where are the Clippers in the Western Conference? I I think everybody agrees the Rondo move was the right move, but I still have difficulty. If you, if you said right now late or Clippers and the Nuggets in a seven game set, I think I'd still take Denver. If you said Clippers and the Utah Jazz in a seven game set, um, that's a tough series. I mean, that that's a really, really good series. But I guess the hesitation with the Clippers comes down to this. Until they do something in the postseason, why would you trust or believe them that this is going to be different this year than it has been in the past? Um, good roster. You know, it, it's not like they got everything that you need. You got a couple stars led by Kawhi. You have bench players that understand, or you have role players that understand their role. They have some champions. Kawhi's a champion. Rondo's a champion. Ty Lue has won a championship. Sergi Baca, Chauncey Billups is on the sidelines there as well. They have all that, but I still feel like something's missing, and I, I can't, you know, I, I can't put my finger to it. But um, maybe that just comes down to you've watched them and you've thought. I mean, last season everybody thought Lakers, Clippers. That's those are the two teams. They're going to face each other in Western Conference Finals. It's inevitable. This year they might face each other in the first round. And I don't say that uh, loosely. If Portland surpasses the Lakers, Lakers would be in six, Clippers would be in third. That would literally be the first-round matchup would be the Lakers and the Clippers. So <laughs> we'll see how things play out, what happens here over the next uh, month-plus before the regular season ends. But uh, I-, I don't feel like I'm learning that much yet about the Clippers, and I don't think that's going to happen until postseason comes. And I think we obviously still got to find out more about the Lakers as Andre Drummond addition and so forth. 104-86, the final score. Lakers lose to the Clippers when we come back. We'll hear from Kyle Kuzma. If you guys want to be a part of the postgame show, 877-710-ESPN. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Beach vacation over camping? What about selling with Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 104-86, the final score. Lakers lose to the Clippers 31-19 and on the season. Fifth place in the Western Conference. Denver uh, surpasses the Lakers. Portland right on the Lakers' heels. Let's uh, squeeze in a quick phone call here. Ray in L.A. Ray, what's going on? Hello. Uh, yes, I was uh, wanted to comment on what two quick things. I didn't see I, I, the Lakers lost to get today what I was listening to on the radio. Mm-hmm. I, I don't expect them to beat a team, a top team in the West. It's not the loss, it's how you lose. Um, the Lakers' inconsistency offensively, particularly with their shooting, just seems to have been a problem that has been nagging the Lakers, honestly, I think, even through their championship season. And uh, that's something I think they really have to try to 
you know, fix um, and, and Ray, and and, and, that, and Ray can't argue that. You're right. Um, it has been inconsistent. That's the unfortunate part is uh, I, Lakers don't have many weaknesses. You do worry a little bit about their three-point line. What, what's, the other, uh, what's the other point you wanted to make? Uh, well, the other thing was I was just concerned about I, too, when the Gasol trade was announced, mm-hmm. I never clearly understood what was, the, what was the goal there. The Laker front court, in my opinion, was quite you know, delivered. To, to be honest, I didn't understand what was the goal for tinkering with the front court. I didn't quite understand the value in bringing Gasol in, particularly if they were able to retain uh, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, um, uh, and they could bring in someone like Trez without moving them. I didn't understand what was the goal there because it doesn't seem to have panned out, and it was concern for me early on. Well, I'll say this, Ray, and I appreciate you uh, tuning into the uh, postgame show. Here's the reality. I heard Laker fans talk about it all season long that um, kind of a similar point. You know, what, why did you why'd you – mess with that front court if it's not broke why why try to fix it um i think the front court right now with andre drummond of course anthony davis marcus all montrez harrell uh, I, I don't know what else you want the lakers to do and now this is the roster that you have for this championship run that you're going to expect these guys to deliver marcus all was expressing his frustration and he's going to become plan b plan c plan d he doesn't even know uh, as the season progresses, now with Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond was a huge pickup. Yes, I'm sitting here. Andre Drummond's missed two games in a row, only played 14 minutes in that opening uh, game, his his debut on um, Wednesday, I think it was, against the Bucks. So it, it doesn't, I can't really represent what I'm referring to until the season progresses, but I think that front court's going to be just fine. I think it's going to handle, it, it's going to be a huge problem for a lot of teams out there once uh Everybody comes back, and we'll see when that is. Um, let me give a quick little preview here to the Lakers and the Raptors. So this game coming up on Tuesday, Raptors 19-30 and 30 on the season. They do have one game left before uh, before they do play the Lakers. Um, it, it does not appear like it's that talented of a team, 19-30. and 30. I think they just beat the Warriors. Granted, it was without Steph Curry, without Draymond Green. At one point, they were up 60, 60 against the Warriors. Michael and I were doing a pregame show uh, on Friday, and we, were, we kept looking back at that score. So keeping that in mind, uh, Lakers-Raptors Lakers preview, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Um, they still obviously got some good talent. Pascal Siakam's a nice player, uh, 20 points a game, around seven rebounds. Kyle Lowry, one of the best vets in the NBA, 17 points, seven assists, and five rebounds. Fred Van Fleet's a nice player. I mean, hell, Kyle Lowry seemed like for a second there might even become a Los Angeles Laker. So Lakers got this game coming up on Tuesday. This is the type of game they have a chance to win. Maybe against these teams like the Clippers and the Bucks. Brooklyn coming up here pretty soon. We'll see what uh, the health is of Kevin Durant and James Harden if those two guys play. Those are the ones that you're not exactly expecting uh, to win. But a game like Tuesday, yeah, you got a shot. And you got to kind of stay in the uh, thick of the Western Conference here. Uh, Lakers lose 104 to 86, 31-19 on the season. Make sure to tune in tomorrow morning starting at 5 a.m. Appreciate everybody for being a part of the broadcast. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.